0: Hello and welcome to an episode of Coaching Chaos. I'm calling A Christmas Coaching Chaos. Thank you so much for joining me. I just finished listening to A Five Minute Fireside by John, by the way, and he refers to a book that he read years ago that has the story and the the thought of of this has stayed with him through many, many years, and he calls it a level three Christmas. And as I listened to this, I realized acutely this morning that I have kept myself and my family at a level one and a level two Christmas for most all of my life. A level one Christmas is when we think about Santa Claus and we think about what we're gonna get for Christmas and the sights and the sounds and the smells and the gingerbread houses and the lights that have to go up on the houses and the hustle and bustle and grabbing and snagging the best toys and gifts to give to our children or to, to be given from our parents. I realized that all my growing up, my childhood was all about a level one Christmas getting that toy catalog from Sears and JCPenney and with my sisters going through and circling everything that we wanted and it was a rule that we couldn't circle the same thing. And it was so frustrating if my sister got to the catalog first and she went and circled everything she wanted and left me very little so I went to the other catalog and and circled as much as I could and it was a, a grab and snag fest. But as we circled and highlighted and made notes in the margins, thinking that the elves were watching and taking notes, we butchered those catalogs, but we knew what we we wanted and we were super excited and hopeful for Christmas. And my mom delivered the very best Christmas. It was so filled with toys and magic and all the food and treats. And, of course, I've talked about Grandma Brockbank and her wonderful box that she would send every year and, and all the treats, the homemade goodies in there. And to this day, I still haven't had candies quite like hers. I think that they were especially good because she put so much love in the baking of them. My Aunt Francie has sent me her recipes, and I've tried to make those things over the years, and it just doesn't suffice. And I've wanted to get with my aunt and make these things that Grandma made for us and just can't quite do it like Grandma Brockbank could. She definitely had the knack, but she definitely had the love in her her heart and in her hands as she put those things together for us. Talk about knowing what a level three Christmas was. My Grandma Brockbank. But as we circled the toy catalogs, and wrote in margins of instructions of exactly what we wanted and and how important that particular item was well it was all important we wanted all of it i think about my scriptures today and how grateful i am that somewhere along the way i realized that i needed to highlight and circle and write in the margins personal notes and reflections upon my savior and i do that throughout the year yes but just the other night, we were reading from the Book of Mormon, and we were talking about the Savior, and I asked my girls, what does it mean to you when we say Christmas is coming? What does Christmas mean for you? And they looked at each other, thinking this was a trick question, because, duh, Mom, we always think about what we want for Christmas. Not what we're going to give, not that we're going to think about the Savior or about His birth, but what we're going to get. And I realized as I read, or as I listened to John By The Way's Five Minute Fireside, that I have truly failed my children. I know better. I know that this holiday season is not just about circling toy catalogs and making sugar cookies and gingerbread houses. It is not just thinking about, oh, this is the birth of the savior. It is truly thinking about the miracle of the birth of the Savior and what He did in His short time on Earth. John, by the way, talks about a level one Christmas and Santa Claus and how wonderful it is. And truly, we all can enjoy that and love Christmas for that. And level two Christmas is bringing Christ into the mix. Isn't that great? Isn't that generous of us that we decorate with nativities and we put angels on the tree and we put little nativity scenes or pictures of the savior on our tree and you see images of the nativity around town on people's front lawns that's wonderful but he talks about how level two christmas we put the manger scene away and we leave christ in the manger and december 26th we're back to our lives But a level three Christmas, it is celebrating by focusing on the Savior throughout the year because He is the source of true joy. And as we focus on Him as our source of true joy and focus on Him when we are also partakers of misery and woe, That we can have a continuous joy and an endless Christmas. Because this is the key. The key to a lasting joy is the real joy in Christ, he says. Brother, by the way, quotes from President Nelson that the joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. And what is my focus? My focus should always be beyond December 25th. It should be... December 26th, clear until the next December 24th. My focus should always be on the Savior and celebrating His birth and His death, His resurrection every single day in all that we do and think and feel and say. When the focus of our lives is on God's plan of salvation and Jesus Christ and His Gospel, we can make Christmas a level three Christmas as celebrating Christ the Lord, the newborn King, the savior that the shepherds talked about, a holy, holy night, one to truly rejoice in, wandering shepherds and looking for the the babe under the star. Because as we wander throughout our, our whole year, we can look for our savior throughout each day. That he can truly meet our basic needs and not just think about come october 31st halloween is over and done with and now we plug in the christmas lights and we start making our lists of all the things we want and as parents we make our lists of all the things we have to do i truly am going to try my very best to not keep him in the manger i'm going to do everything i can to keep him in my heart and my mind throughout the year and focus on him with more genuine love and focus and make make Christmas every day. In reading from Ulysses Sora's First Presidency Devotional from December 2019, He talks about exactly this, how Joseph Mary's long-awaited arrival for the birth of this baby. The Heavenly Father was very much aware, and He placed people in their path to assist them through this, to assist them through all that they were standing in need of at this time. And I think about when I've delivered my own babies, and I had two baby girls on Christmas day. I had them Christmas Eve, to Christmas morning, I had two baby girls and all that I was feeling, every baby that I have had, were all the feelings that Mary must have felt. Worry, concern, anguish, maybe some postpartum depression, the healing, the great big bloated stomach, the gushing of of blood that went on for weeks, and she didn't have near the tools that we have today to take care of our bodies. But our Heavenly Father is very much aware and is in very, very much involved in every detail He says, as I think about the social circumstances of the shepherds and the young couple, Mary and Joseph, I wonder how the appearance of the angelic host to the shepherds in the fields and the arrival of the shepherds to where Mary and Joseph were staying brought into their individual lives, comfort, peace, and joy. And I started to think about the angelic hosts in my life during the time that I was pregnant with my twins. I was on bed rest for several months. And my husband worked with BYU football, and that was a, that is the busiest time of the year for him, is during his seasons. And people would not understand that he worked all Sunday, go to church and then go to work. He had deadlines that he needed to meet by Monday morning, very, very early, that were required to be sent out, usually by midnight on Sunday, so that the press could get things out into newspapers Monday morning. Nobody could understand that the, the, the requirements of his job understand why I took them away on Sunday. But I had angelic hosts. I had John and Amy Williams that lived a couple houses down the street from us that took my three children most every Sunday afternoon and fed them and played games with them and and made treats with them and did fun little Sunday lessons with them. I had Dean and Susan Butterfield right next door to me. Carpooling and shoveling my kids back, shuttling my kids back and forth where they needed to be, and often bringing over meals and treats to me as I was cooped up in the house. Shoveling our sidewalks and just taking care of basic needs for each of my children and myself. I had so many people around me at that time. I had 65 women sign up to help me and to bring meals and to take my three other older children to school and to lessons and wherever they needed to be they were there play dates galore it was it was an amazing amazing time i had women who took my laundry and brought it back all of my laundry not just mine but my family's laundry and brought it back the next day fresh and folded and ready to be put away their own children complained that their laundry was never quickly turned around like that in their own home. I think of the modern day or my current angelic host in our day that just this summer, when our lawnmower broke down and our neighbor up the street, Kyle, all of a sudden you saw his head going back and forth my window. And I looked out and there he was on his riding lawnmower, going up and down our lawn, back and forth, and then quietly going, well, not so quietly on his riding lawnmower, but just not stopping in and saying, hey, I did your lawn. He just came over and did it week after week and then rode back over to his house and finished up his own yard. I think about my husband and his three back surgeries and the year that he was life-flighted because of ketoacidosis and the people who who have come over quietly, and shoveled our walks and left treats on our doorstep. We have modern-day angelic hosts all around us. They don't want any recognition. They just want to serve. So I messed up. I messed up not teaching my children that Christmas isn't about making your list of all the things you want for Christmas. It's about the savior, the celebration of him coming, arriving to this earth to save us all and giving to us the greatest gift. As we approach Christmas as Elder Soros, I wonder if we could become more like the angelic host by visiting modern shepherds to provide the good news of Christ, peace and comfort. He himself has been a recipient of modern-day Angelic hosts as they had arrived to Utah after living in Brazil under palm trees and sandy beaches. And never having experienced snow themselves, and here he'd had a broken wrist from already falling. His wife had a double ear infection because she'd been over overexposed in the cold trying to shovel walks. And her their son had hurt his back sledding and had to stay down. Snow was a new experience for them, but they had modern day angelic hosts around them and helped them and met their needs. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, the Savior's life was the perfect example of love and goodwill toward men. He always forgot himself in behalf of others. His selfless acts were expressed in all he did every day of his life. So that is a level three Christmas for us to have selfless selfless acts that expresses our love for our Savior in every day of our life. And we're not limited to a specific season or holiday. As we turn our hearts toward and outward like the Savior did, I promise, he says, that we can better experience the meaning of Christmas. As we do so, I can assure you that we will find limit, limitless opportunities to serve. As we search for the Savior in all that we do, Christmas won't be just a day or a season, but it will be the condition of the heart and of the mind and the joy and the love felt at Christmas. Christmas will always be near. He says, I testify that Jesus Christ, the infant born in Bethlehem, is in fact the Savior and Redeemer of the world. I pray that Christmas will always be near, that it will be a condition of each of us in our heart and in our mind, and it will be the joy that we feel every single day, that Christmas stays with us every single day. And it's not that we are required to take someone's laundry or do someone's lawn. That is not a requirement. There's so many little tiny things that people have done for me over the years That came in just the right moment. So as we reach out to, oh, pushing that card in for that elderly woman as I'm walking myself into Walmart anyway, think this is what the Savior would do if we add that to the end of it. I'm gonna do this for this person because this is what the Savior would do. I'm going to smile at this person and be their friend even though it feels awkward and difficult because this is what the Savior would do. I'm going to accept this calling from the bishop, even though I don't want to, but because this is what the Savior would do. Because this is what the Savior would do. That is how we can experience a level three Christmas and keep Christmas in our hearts all year long. Thank you so much for joining me on this Christmas Coach and Chaos. And I wish you the merriest of Christmases. And may we all have a level three Christmas. Thank you. We'll see you next time. I'm Shari Reynolds.